Hello and welcome back to the daily study of the way of mastery. Today we start lesson five. I love this lesson. We actually did a whole series in our Revelation Breathwork spiritual community uh, around this lesson. So I can't wait to dive deep into it with you. And today we start on the opening section and we're going to look, I think, at paragraphs one through four. And it is powerful. Uh, After reading this before starting to talk, uh, I'm definitely writing this down, typing it out, printing it out, putting it at my computer, reading it every morning. So, so good. And I still can't stop feeling and thinking about the episode a couple episodes ago, finally, I decided that was so powerful for me. And today, I think, really continues that same line of energy. So let's dive in. Again, these are intended to be one a day, but if you binge, binge away. Uh, and I always encourage you to go back and listen to the episodes. Again, one one less, less than a month, I think, is a, is a good guideline. And do whatever you want. Don't listen to me. All right, here we go. Jeshua begins. Beloved friends, we come forth in this lesson to continue that pathway which builds the structure, the highway by which you may learn to follow and therefore master the way of the heart. A way in life means to have chosen from all possibilities that one which will stand out as the way to which you are committed, the way to which you devote the whole of your attention by granting your willingness that the way be followed. Just as when you take a journey upon your earth by making the commitment to take the journey, you avail yourselves of experiences that could not come to you in any other way. So I got to admit to it, there, you know, this one is a little denser. I had to read it a couple times. I mean, I've read it many, many times, but even just now, just sit down and look at the words that I underlined and highlighted. And so let's just kind of break it down. So Jeshua, always starting with beloved friends, uh, we come forth in this lesson to continue that pathway, which builds the structure by which you may learn to follow and therefore master the way of the heart. Now, the way of mastery is a three volume text, just like A Course in Miracles has three books in it. Uh, the text, the le- the daily lessons, and the manual for teachers. The way of mastery has the way of the heart, the way of transformation, and the way of knowing. So these first however many lessons, I don't remember how many, are part of the way of the heart. So Jeshua is saying that um, we're going to continue on this pathway to master the way of the heart. And he says a way, and the word way is italicized for emphasis, A way in life means to have chosen from all the possibilities the one that will stand out as the way to which you are committed. So uh, it's so funny that show Mandalorian on Disney Plus, which is kind of an offshoot in the Star Wars universe of Boba Fett, um, they, they talk about the way. So there's no like religion, but it's like the way. You must follow the way. It's a way of living. There's kind of a code. And so this is the Tao, I think, means the way too, right? 
It's, it's a way. So Jesh was saying this is a way in life that you have chosen from all the possibilities to which you are committed. And that's a key word here, to commit to this way. He says the way to which you devote the whole of your attention. And this is what Jeshua, this is the phrasing he uses over and over again. When he talks about you being in, seeming to be in a body, having this human experience, he says it's just a matter of where you're placing your attention. And that at any moment, if you shift your attention, you can stop identifying and experiencing yourself as just the body. He says that over and over again. And it's a really mind-blowing concept that it's our attention that is creating this experience where attention goes, energy flows. And so he says, this is a way that you have chosen from all the possibilities to commit to, to which to devote the whole of your attention by granting your willingness that the way be followed. So the, the couple of themes here, he talks about commitment and he talks about willingness. That is such a word he brings up over and over again. You, you don't need to know how, you don't even need to do the thing. You just need to be willing to do. Are you willing to commit to the way? And if you say yes, then all of providence moves to the whole of the universe, the Holy Spirit, your inner power, Jeshua, everything is there to support you once you're willing to commit to the way. And he says, just as when you take a journey upon your earth by making the commitment to take the journey. So when you're like, hey, I'm in. Let's have this human experience. Let's learn. He says, you avail yourselves of experiences that could not come to you in any other way. So this human experience, this earth school, when you say yes, you're in, you're committed, you get experiences for your for your the deepening of your awakening that you couldn't get any other way. And what a gift that is. And sometimes we, I think we forget that. So really beautiful opening paragraph by Jeshua. And he continues in paragraph two. When you go to a university to pursue a degree, although you begin with a certain idea of what the pathway may hold or bring you, is it not true that the relationships which come along the way, the knowledge that reveals itself to you, and even the end result of accomplishing the degree always seems to be different and much richer than you could have imagined when you began your journey? Is that one sentence? Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a long question sentence, but it's great. He's using this analogy because it's an easy one. And it's one that we then teach in our Revelation Breathwork Facilitator Certification Training when we talk about principles of spiritual psychology. Also what I learned at the University of Santa Monica where I got my master's in spiritual psychology. It's all the same stuff just shared and said in different ways. And he's talking about this analogy of the school. When you go to a university to get a degree, you have an idea, hey, I'm going to get my, I went to law school, I'm going to get my law degree. But in that moment, all you can kind of see and know is what you've heard or what you've experienced in the past. Uh, you can't really know what the experience is going to unfold and give you until you move through. And he's saying, just like that, you don't know exactly who you're going to meet, the classmates and the friends and the professors that you're going to meet along the way. The knowledge that reveals the wisdom that you gain and even the end result is always going to be different and much richer than you can have ever imagined. In the coaching work that I do as a coach, uh, the foundation of what I do with any client is 
what we've talked about here. It's like, what is your desire, your heart's desire? What's your ideal scene? What are you, what are, what can you see in your life that excites you, that, that is, is calling you? And it's true from the heart. And let's, let's put it down, whether it's visually, with images, whether it's words, but let's bring it in the present. And one of the guidelines that we use that I have every client, every person that I use for myself is writing on the paper, this or something better for the highest good of all concerned. Because, and this is, again, Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about this, like it's, you're stepping into the unknown. You're co-creating with life, something that's not already there. So if, but so often we try to stay in the known. We try and create from what we know, which is everything from the past. And so in stepping into the unknown, we have to be open to new things that we don't know and new ideas and new creativity. So it always ends up looking so much different than when you thought, because when you started out with your heart's desire, just your perception is limited and what you can see, our human intellect is so limited and that's so often where we think we need to create from anyway. Oh, I'm gonna go out and make this happen. And we're just so limited in our own thinking and our own vision when we can open up to and surrender and allow the infinite intelligence of life to work through us and in the situation, just like the entelechy of the acorn has become the oak tree, the acorn doesn't make it happen. It's the blueprint of life that happens if you allow it. And so that same intelligence, that same entelechy is inside of you and your heart's desires if we're willing to allow it. And we still have to take action, but we just show up and do whatever's in front of us in that moment, not trying to figure it all out. Sure, we can plan the whole thing out, but if we're so rigid in that and we think it needs to look that way, we're limiting ourselves. And that's what Jeshua is saying. It's always different and more richer, much richer than you could have imagined when you started. And that's the beauty of surrender and allowing and receiving. That's the divine feminine as we move forward with focus and purpose and intent, which is the divine masculine. So Jeshua continues in paragraph three. This is a juicy one. I think I have the entire thing underlined and circled. (laughs) Therefore, understand well that the way of the heart requires the willingness to commit. Commitment is nothing more than a deliberate decision that something will be so. Just as with all aspects of experience you have ever known, when all of your being is involved in the willingness to make a decision, there is literally nothing that can prevent you from the accomplishment of your goal. Now, this is powerful. And for some, it might be confusing because I know there's a lot out there about like manifestation. There's a mix out there of like hustle and make it happen and work, 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 which I can relate to that. Working in professional sports with ath- with professional athletes, you do not get to the highest level and you 100% do not stay at the highest level without work, without putting in the work and working as hard, if not harder, than everybody else. That's just fact. You might get there on talent, but you don't stay there unless you put in the work. So there is this kind of hustle culture, but then there's a lot of people that burn out and they're like, well, hustle culture is nonsense. I want to allow and attract and and just receive and be a magnet and let things come to me. And there's also something to be said for that. 
But what Jeshua is saying too, and then there's another whole thing with, with manifestation and creating things is being so attached to the outcome. And so I think we've all had dreams where we wanted it so bad and we were really attached to wanting it and what that would mean for us and what that would give us maybe peace of mind or validation. And it didn't happen and it didn't work out the way that we wanted it to. And we can get disillusioned with God, with manifestation, with our own abilities. I think a lot of people can. I know I can relate to that. So this is an interesting thought that Jeshua is giving us here. He says, again, let's look at it. The way of the heart requires, it requires it. There's no other way. It's necessary. You can't do it without this. It requires the willingness to commit. I am all in. Jeshua said that a few episodes ago. The willingness to commit, to be all in. No plan B. Commitment. And then he simplifies it. Commitment's nothing more than a decision that something will be so. And so this is like the kind of the rub, the great inside a part of me too, where it's like, well, uh, if I want it to be so, why doesn't my life look exactly the way that I want it? Why is it taking so much time? Why does it not look that way? I, I'm committed. Why isn't it so right now? First of all, Jeshua is not saying anything about timing, first of all. <laughs> And second of all, let's just read the next part. Just as with all aspects of experience you have ever known, ever, there's no wiggle room there, ever, every experience, when all of your being is involved in the willingness to make a decision, there is literally, that word means something, literally nothing that can prevent you from the accomplishment of your goal. So if something, commitment is just a decision that something will be so, and that's what the way of the heart requires. So just as with all aspects of experience that you have ever known, when all of your being is involved in the willingness to make a decision, there's nothing that can prevent you from accomplishment of that goal. For me, I remember there was a time, I've shared some of these stories in in, in recent episodes where I was working as a, a lawyer. Uh, or I was working in baseball operations with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I wanted to be the next young GM, and then my wife got pregnant, and I looked around and with our first child, and I was 24, I think, 25. And I just saw no what I would consider healthy family lives, and my parents got divorced when I was young. So that was something that was really important to me to make sure that I didn't prioritize my career and jeopardize my relationship, my family. Um, and so I decided to leave my dream at that point at, you know, 25 and give up my dream of being a GM and come into acceptance that I was on a different path. And so there just so happened as synchronistically and loving, lovingly the universe was the associate counsel. There are two, two lawyers at the, at the Dodgers, the general counsel who might still be there and is the longest tenured in all of baseball uh, and the associate counsel. And she had just gotten a job at Disney and was leaving and there was a spot open. And I, I didn't want to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a GM. I didn't like – I played a lot of basketball in law school. I did okay. I passed. I mean, I, did, I got decent grades, not A's, probably B's. Um, and I was like, I guess I'll apply for this. And I talked to the GC, the general counsel, 
And he said, okay, you know, let's give it a shot. And he was willing to kind of mentor me as a brand new, fresh out of school. Like these jobs don't come, you know, this is such a synchronistic thing. Like if you're fresh out of law school, you're not uh, associate counsel at the LA Dodgers right away. Usually you go work in some firm or you get other experience and then you go in-house. But it was just the way that it was. Um, and the timing of it all. And so I studied, I had not taken the bar and I, and, and I just, you know, that was like, again, like I didn't take school super seriously. I would usually cram the night or two before and like memorize everything. And then three days later I would forget everything. Um, and so, and it was like, oh crap, this is the bar exam in California where at like about half of the people fail it on their first try. And that was not an option for me in this new job. If I was going to be associate counsel, I needed to pass on the first time. And I think I was also at USM getting my master's in spiritual psychology. And it was just an intense time. And so, but I specifically remember standing outside the bathrooms on the luxury suite level at Dodger Stadium. That's how vivid it was. I just made a decision in that moment all in. Like, I'm passing it on the first time. I had doubts before that, but once I made that decision, there was no other option. Like it was done and I just knew it in that moment. And I applied myself in school like I like I hadn't probably ever before in my life. I always kind of got by and got good grades just I I don't know, like I just I didn't I wasn't a hard worker in school, but for that bar exam, I worked my butt off and I knew I was passing it. There was no doubt. And it was made in that decision. So there's probably – if you look back in your own life, there was probably a decision that you made where you were all in. There was like no no wiggle room, no if ands, or buts, no plan B. It was like I'm doing this. And you put all of your energy towards it and you did it. So that's what Jeshua is inviting us here to know how powerful that we are, that there's – he says again, just as with all aspects of experience you've ever known, when all of your being is involved in a decision, there's nothing that can prevent you from the accomplishment of your goal. Now let's look at chapter, uh, paragraph four, because this is where my little brain is like all the yeah buts and oh, well, yeah, button tries to disprove what Jeshua is saying. He says, rest assured, whenever you believe you have not succeeded or not completed some decision fueled by desire, it is because you are simply not wholly committed. Or you decided to change your mind. And when you change your mind, you literally change what you experience in the world or the solar system in which your self spins. And self is lowercase self and it's italicized for emphasis. So let's look at that. He says, whenever you believe you haven't succeeded or not completed a decision that was fueled by your heart's desire, he says it's simply because Either you weren't wholly committed, and why wouldn't you be wholly committed to something that your heart's desiring? I would just say fear. You don't believe it's possible. You don't believe you're worthy of it. You're afraid of how it might change your life, right? There's all these little fears that creep in and resistances that we can pay attention to and allow to kind of sit there and sabotage our heart's desires. So if you did not succeed or not complete a decision fueled by desire, it's because you simply were not wholly committed or you decided to change your mind. And you can change your mind in any moment. And he's not judging it like, oh, look at you, quit or you change your mind. That's not what Jesh was saying. He's just saying you decided to change your mind. And when you change your mind, you literally change what you experience in the world. That's how powerful you are. 
And he ends with, or the solar system in which your self spins. And because that's a lowercase s self, I'm going to kind of take that as like your human experience, the kind of world that you've created, the solar system in which, you know, the world, your family, your community, your work, all the things that are like, you know, if you're the center of your own solar system, that those things change when you change your mind because it creates a whole new vibration. So an awesome start. I know I'm going to type out, print out, write out, put it on my wall, that third paragraph about just being wholly committed, that nothing can prevent you from accomplishing your goal. So, and if we look at lesson four, the exercise of stoking your heart's desire, spending that time, what are you desiring and keeping your energy and focus on that? And if you are wholly committed to it, nothing can stop you. Notice how he doesn't say anything about timing. And your brain might be like, it's taking too long. But probably that's because, as we've, t- as he said earlier, there's a part of you that doesn't believe it's possible, right? There's a part of you that's kind of fighting against uh, your own desires. And that's understandable. That's what we're talking about here. That's This is the way of the heart that Jeshua is giving so we could root out all of those misunderstandings, all those false beliefs, and keep bringing our attention back to the truth. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We're going to continue with Lesson 5 tomorrow. If you get value from this podcast, like, subscribe, share with somebody who you think would get value, and uh, we'll see you next time.